0: In this episode, Pocket Up Pa, we talk about dropping a stinker in Atlanta, and then we look ahead to our home opener against the Saints. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Spot.
1: down, five. Tom with the block. Love to the air
0: read rookie! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers podcast. Joined, as always, by Josh and Dan, is me, Ryan. Ooh, a little trickery
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> Totally different start to a show. We need a little change
0: up after a week too long. Keep
2: it on our toes, on our toes.
0: So uh, thinking back at this game, uh, realizing right now the Atlanta Falcons punted just once. <laughs> That's why we didn't hear more from Jaden Reed. No, uh, I don't know. Geez.
1: What's with the kickoff returns from nine yards deep? That's just going to be a thing now.
2: He just wants to rack up those yards. He gets an extra 10 yards every time he does it.
1: He does, but the team gets set back six yards.
2: He had a long of 30-yard return, but only got out to what? 20?
0: 23 once, maybe. He got close to a touchback once. Yeah, that was actually one of my negatives, was repeatedly yelling at the TV, just let it go, just let it go, especially when you're on the verge of stepping out the back of the end zone. You just don't he had some kind of leeway last year because he had this electric quality that you truly thought that any kickoff he could take back to the house but Nixon so far through two games is not that spark it's not that quickness it just seems a little different and I don't know what it is but but yeah I don't,
1: I don't think it's yeah. him I don't think he changes dramatically in nine months I just don't think the blockings lining like the blocking has to be so perfectly timed you can't be like blocking your guy in the perfect position when he catches the ball. You got to be blocking your guy in the – all 10 guys got to be lined up blocking their guys in the perfect positions like 1.8 seconds after he catches the ball. Like it's such a finesse game. It's a beautiful art. The timing's just not right right now. So maybe it will get better, but stop doing the 109-yard kick return attempts until you can catch it at 102. Try those.
0: I do also think he's playing for a contract, and when you get in a groove – While also seeing contract, yeah, a little bit. Stop much about the return
2: game and start focusing on the defense. Because he, yeah, you lose,
1: you lose money on that contract if you keep taking it out from nine yards deep.
2: Exactly, he he could actually show up in this defense and hoping he does this week.
1: We really started off on Keyshawn Nixon, and I don't think he was the problem.
0: Yeah, no. Final score, 27-24, 13 unanswered in the fourth alone. 25-24. 25-24, yep. Uh, so we'll just do it as we do it always, Uh, except this time we're going to start with the bad. Let's just get this over with. Let's go around the horn and just tell me the thing that you sit in your chair on Monday going, <sighs> Jair Alexander. <laughs> oh, that was my number two pick. Where
2: Before the heck it? was he? Where the heck was he? He had one good play, you know. You know, dropped the sure and he dropped pick it six. Uh, maybe not a sure pick six. There was a running back right there, but dropped it. But then he just disappeared. At Drake London just had a day. Whoever whoever he was covering had a day. Gave up over a hundred yards. It was his worst uh, worst rated game by PFF um, in, since that has begun with, with Jair and it it just just ugly i mean hopefully this is just you know one that he just needs to forget move on but it is concerning when it happened against a team that cannot pass the ball so not
1: great to see any catch against jair now you kind of go ooh, that was on 23 like one catch by any wide receiver not named justin jefferson you're like oh wow like that looked like man coverage on 23 Wow, that's interesting To see a guy do it multiple times in a game. And now the film's come out and shown a very lackluster effort on run defense by 23. So really not a great game. I don't know what it is about Atlanta that just haunts our defense. But I'll take this one. I'm going to let Ryan have the fun one because he was up here in Raleigh and we were just critiquing coaching decisions on Saturday, critiquing coaching decisions on Sunday. And I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to leave you one that's talking about coaching decisions. Mine's just gonna be the rush defense. I don't think there was much to this offense. I wasn't scared of the Falcons going in. Desmond Ritter, is he a good quarterback? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I do we know. He he showed some
2: flashes and he made plays when
1: he needed. I thought he looked okay. Yeah. But the plays he made, we let him scramble on like a third and four, right? So the all in all the rush defense was just trash. Made B. John Robinson look great. Maybe he really is great. 170 yards from scrimmage, I believe, was the final tally. He might really be great, but it's week two for a rookie. Algier didn't do much, 16 for 48. But Ritter, every scramble was like perfectly for a first down, just what they needed. Bijan put us in a blender and went viral with that one play where he had six cutbacks before he hit the line of scrimmage. Tackling wasn't great. Effort wasn't great. And it cost us the game. Rush defense cost us the game. That was bad. And uh, you know, <laughs> Justin Fields was buttered buttered up, and but nobody else could do anything. Uh, it'll be very interesting when we
0: face like a good all around offense. Just how bad is that rush defense? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways they could go. Uh, I could talk about the fact that the Falcons were six for 15 on third down, but three for four on fourth down. It just felt like anytime we needed a stop to get off the field, we didn't do it, especially yeah. fourth and four, fourth and three. Like, oh,
1: God, I thought they were going to go for it. at the. I think everyone thought, like, is, is Arthur Smith going to go for it at the end here?
2: Well, we, know, we weren't spying the quarterback. Like, how many how many times does a man have to to rush for a first down? in key points in the game until we spy him and like treat him like a runner yes he's no justin fields but he was running all over us escaping doing the enough and right the ends were crashing way too hard all game it was rough
0: uh it i don't even know where to go officially with mine i i, I obviously do. uh the coaching not calling a timeout pushing it back five yards and ding, ding, ding. Like, all right let's That's we're going to punt. That's how we're going to start the game is showing that we're scared. And I I also thought and I know it was injury related, but I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times where we need a third and one pickup or whatever the case may be. And we decide in that moment we're going to run behind Newsom. Like it doesn't matter whether he's on the left side like he was filling in for Jenkins. It doesn't matter whether he was in the old right side Why do we decide when we do need those crucial yards, we run behind the person that is the weakest on that front five? How does that always happen? I feel like –
1: I I like uh, the Freudian slip of Craig Newsom. Newsom, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a big problem there. If Bakhtiari is not going to be able to play – uh, half the games, a majority of the games, turf games, I'm not going to say he's choosing which surface he plays on. I think his knee's a real problem. Uh, but if he can't play and then Jenkins has a knee, he's going to start battling. Yeah, we do have a great line, uh, but there's going to be a problem on that left-hand side there. I'm surprised you didn't just go on a tirade about the coaching decision, though. What really, really pissed me off even more than the clock mismanagement and not kicking a fifty six yard field goal was then post game acting like nah it was just too long of a field goal. No, nah, it wasn't my fault. It was just clock stuff. And no, nah, we we should have punted that either way. Don't act like you're smarter than everybody else on this one. Any field goal kicker outside of Mason Crosby last year in the NFL should be able to kick a fifty six yard field goal in a dome.
2: And the way our kicker's been kicking,
1: I would be own it. He would. Just own it, LaFleur. It yeah. was a bullshit move by you during the game and a bullshit move in the press conference. You messed up. You got to own it.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Not a good look. But but let's move on to the good things.
0: Right. There's a
1: difference in the game.
0: Thanks. Can I say one last thing? Oh, OK. okay. <laughs> Not pack related. And I we're going to spend two seconds on it. I do not know what holding is in the NFL anymore because yeah. the amount of time our outside edges had a step and then just disappeared under a Falcons player. I I don't I just the refs in general, the fact that we use a challenge and they move the ball three yards further upfield like I can't. I can't.
1: I'm I sort of felt like a Bears fan blaming the refs when we're losing.
2: Yeah, that's the NFL issue.
1: Yeah, that's league wide. That's okay. wide. So good stuff. It's only week two. <laughs> that's, that's not my good thing, but let, let, that's the only way I can figure out a transition because we had that game. It, it feels like a losing fan thing to say. It's loser talk. But we were the better team, and we gave it up. Uh The good stuff, I'm going to have a long-term uh, view on this. We got a quarterback in Jordan Love. I'm confident after two weeks that we have a guy that can make tough throws. He can make the right throw. He can make good decisions under pressure. He can lead this offense. He might not know the magic word for quarterback sneaks, but he'll figure that out. (laughs) If we can figure out the contract situation, I think we have a quarterback for the next 10 years. And we're going to piss off everyone in the NFL for having good quarterbacks for 50 years.
0: I mean, look across the league. Zach Wilson, you know, is going to throw multiple interceptions for a game. We came into that game going, Ritter is going to give you at least three opportunities. And guess what? He gave exactly three opportunities. Jordan Love is he's gonna give one one pass for this opposing secondary to take. If that's if that's the max for a true first year as an NFL starting quarterback, is once a game you're just gonna throw a real stinko is okay. like six touchdowns, okay. no picks and above
1: 50% passer rating without wide receiver number 1. Wide receiver 2 and 3s are rookies, without yeah. running back 1 for 50% of those snaps, without left tackle 1 for 50% of those snaps and without left guard 1 for 40% of those snaps. But we got our quarterback.
2: Yeah, it, it right on. It's impressive. I am blown what I am blown away with with love though is just how calm. Like even when things are going wrong, like we were falling apart in the fourth, but he still was calm. Like, yes, I need. I am still looking for him to have. Uh, we need starters for this to happen, first of all, and we possibly even a wide receiver. What are one. those? What are those? Yeah, but, but I want to see a game-winning drive. I want to see a, a yeah. time where you know he has to do it right, and he does it. Like, oh, that it
1: would have been electric with you. Yeah. Fifty something yeah. seconds left, just into short field goal range. It would have been, the Jordan Love hype would have been, but you know, guys, how nice is it that after every incompletion, he's not, doesn't out his teammates and making directions, you know, making sure the camera knows it was someone else's fault instead of his.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and that's why you're seeing young wide receivers have success because they're not afraid to make mistakes. They they probably are making mistakes, and he's still throwing it to him. Oh, them, a thousand know, percent. Right? You know, so, um, yeah, great, great one. Uh my good thing is uh rookies overall, solid class. I, I think uh not only short term, you know, it's definitely gonna help us through this year and next year. Um possibly just you know, band-aid uh some some shortcomings that we have, but also long term. Van Ness he doesn't even know what he's doing yet, and he's a beast out there. Um he he looks like he is going to be a game wrecker eventually um and then loving what i'm seeing how to read um another just keep giving them the ball anyway keep keep giving them the ball
1: i'm kind of torn on that take and don Tavian wicks included in there I'm, I'm kind of torn on that take because how many rookies have we said ooh, and then they just flatline for two years and, and- you're like they're I'm no in, longer a Packer.
2: I'm including some second years in my evaluation of rookies, so I should say first year starters or first year okay. consistent
1: players. Okay, I'm back on the bandwagon. Let's go. No,
2: There's another one that is just like wow, Quay yep. um, Walker. Wow, it's
1: taking a big um, jump.
2: There's a lot. There's a lot.
1: The youth movement. The hashtag youth movement. You're all aboard. No, I'm with you on it. I just I want to see continued development because. Who knows how good these teams, these two teams, are that we have played with the Bears and the Falcons. So for them to shine, quote unquote shine, it's it they've made a good showing for the first two weeks, but they got to keep getting better. Like hey. you said, Van Ness doesn't know what he's doing. Well, he got to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. Credit to the Falcons though. Two weeks in a row,
2: they wore down both teams in the fourth and just absolutely destroyed them in the running game in the Ugh.
0: fourth. So, I bet. I'm not. i over it. Yeah. My good news. Is the NFC North sucks. This (laughs) sucks. And the crazy thing is. I I know it's just one dude. But Kansas City probably wins that. Well two dudes. That Kansas City was down. Ginormous dudes. They probably beat Detroit. Detroit's 0-2. Probably should have. Would have. Could have. Should have beat the Falcons. I mean. I I think. think Tony catches a ball. The line. Yeah. Like. I, I think that. I, I can't be understated that imagine what this score is if we had the safety net in Jones in the backfield. Imagine what this looks like. We played mm. a lot of small to mid-range throws. Imagine when we finally let it go and Watson's going deep. Because honestly, that pass interference definitely saved a 70-yard completion, potentially a touchdown. Like It was a, a desperation move. So if we can have Watson as, hey – get those yardage and push it vertical. I I don't want to say we have depth from a standpoint of like, wow, we have an all pro team. But if on any given day we feel as though four to five receivers, Musgrave, people in the backfield are all going to contribute, it's huge. And if the NFC North continues to just kind of be pokey, what the heck is this? Cause Vikings and bears schedule over the next three weeks is not good. So if we can find a way to get past the saints, if we can find a way to pull things together for the lions, which I would assume both Jones and Watson would for sure be back by then. I think we just have a really, really good chance of just starting the season off right and actually creating separation. So I think the part of me that's most excited and how to sum it all up is we aren't remotely close to being, you know, driving on all cylinders with a healthy squad. And yet I still think that we can most definitely compete in the NFC, which is a monstrous take because we all thought for sure, probably under 500, if they can get healthy relatively soon, this this could be a 10-win team in the NFC. It could be a 10-win team in the NFC. Good. 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 So, move ahead to the New Orleans Saints, who I always feel as though it's the same as uh, as the 49ers, that we, I just feel like we're always in New Orleans. So, congratulations, Nola. You get to come up to Lambeau Field, the first home game of the year. They are two and zero, but I did watch one half of each of these games, and it is ugly. I don't I just it's not fun. Everybody was like, Derek Carr, this is gonna be a high flying wild and machine. That offense sucks. And I know Kamara isn't back yet, but woof duh. the defense is the the Saints defense. The Saints defense is always uh they're going to be the the back of this team, but we were talking about before going on, we are we're not going to see Kamara. We're not going to see Jamal, which is a little tear down the cheek, although I'm not – you know, I saw what he did last year in uh, week 18. Uh, they're going to probably be without Miller. So they're down to Tony Jones Jr. They're down to the fourth stringer is now going to be their starter, assuming that they don't go pick up a Lenny Fournette. But even if they want to do that, good job. He's got three days to practice and get ready. Uh Olave, Thomas. Standard standard there. So how do we feel about at least our defense coming to play, attempting to play versus a Saints offense that I just hasn't figured it out through two weeks?
1: The rush defense shouldn't be a problem. Everything else could be because Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and what's his name? Rashid Shaheed one of the most fun names to say. Uh, they're potentially dangerous. Everything that Derek Carr touches is potentially dangerous, both good for his team and bad for his team. Every throw he throws is potentially dangerous. So expect Michael Thomas is on a mission to prove that he's back. Olave is on a mission to prove he's a top-tier wide receiver in the league. They are good. They are talented. If Jair's going to get beat by Drake London, then Jair's going to get beat by these two guys too. So I think they're going to put up yards, but running game shouldn't be a problem. Tony Jones Jr. wasn't good at Notre Dame. It took him four years to score his first touchdown last week. Yeah, he got two of them. Yeah, it's a nice story. He seems like a great guy. He's not a running back anyone should be scared of. The only thing that scares me, Derek Carr's not mobile. So first quarterback that's not mobile that we've gone against this year, it's the Taysom Hill unique packages that kind of scares me. Because whenever you put in a quarterback like that, quote-unquote quarterback, they just move him around. They have some fun with it. But he was a lot more lethal with Sean Payton than he has been with Dennis Allen. So, they shouldn't be able to run, but they will have success in the passing game. It's kind of going to be a crapshoot. Can we get some turnovers?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It comes down to turnovers, 100% in this game. Um, but I, I honestly think the Saints, they have struggled. Two first weeks, no doubt they look ugly. The offensive line has been giving up sacks left and right. I think they have seven, seven sacks on the year and a ton of pressures. Um, But I think they have a chance to shine against the Packers. If the Packers defensive line can create pressure and consistent pressure against Derek Carr, right on board with what Dan said, we're probably going to get some picks. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a fun day. If we cannot get pressure on Derek Carr, it's going to be a nightmare for us. We do not have the safety coverage to cover over top of these these speedsters that they have on this team, including the rookie, Rashid Shaheed, who I picked him up on fantasy. and He's freaking awesome. Love him. <laughs> but, <laughs> the
1: truth comes out.
2: Uh, Derek Carr has only thrown one touchdown and two interceptions for 533 yards, though. So you're right. They're going to get their yards. They have to somehow try to score. If they can't run the ball, they're going to throw it a lot. So get these guys off the field. Um, and let our offense run out the clock because that's the key in this game. I don't know if we can do it against this defense though, but but yes, this offense isn't the best, but I think they can have success against us this week.
0: I was gonna laugh at that Taysom Hill pick because it's like, come on, let's be serious. Uh he's out rushing Dylan and only needing half the carries to do it. So yeah. Yo yeah, oh God, we need we need Jones back. We need Jones back, and this is a nice tra- transition to this offense because mm-hmm. it's a similar situation that we talked about with Atlanta. That they have to control the game clock, they have to control field position, and we didn't do that in Atlanta. And see the an exact opposite of what happened in Chicago. I, I the boys on the line on both sides need to play. Like, wh- let's assume that we're not going to have Jenkins. I don't know if we say Tom get to that left side and help us out somewhere next to Walker or whatever we need to do. I, I, I just, I don't need to see the setup that we had before. Uh, I, problem, I, I don't know. Two of I the top know. five uh, pass
1: rushers on the year right now are the two defensive ends for the New Orleans Saints. Cam, uh, Cameron Jordan, I almost said Cameron Thomas, Cameron Jordan and Carl Granderson. Those two guys, again, to back up left side of the offensive line. You're going to have to be creative. You need Aaron Jones, but can we also talk about if Christian Watson isn't going to play, why don't you just put him on the IR? He's got to be back this week, right? This podcast is going to come out like after or during the Wednesday injury report, where we kind of have some insight because hopefully he's listed as limited and he's actually out there with his helmet on and showing that he's going to play. So maybe this just looks like I cheated, but... If he ain't going to play this week, why don't you just put him on the IR? It's
2: a question I've had for a few of our guys, honestly. Um, But you're right. Why wouldn't they put him on the IR unless he's going to play week three? And he's been planning on playing week three this whole entire time at home in Lambeau. Let's get Mm -hmm. right. I think you're on track. And I'm hoping you're right because we do need him to beat this defense. The first two defenses. Yes, they were nice. Nice little warm-up, but this is a top-five defense on its best day. Their secondary is insane, only given up one touchdown and only allowed 23% third-down conversion rate currently. This is not looking good. Yes, Jordan Love can be cool, calm, collected, but somebody's got to get open, and somebody's got to find a hole. So it's going to be a rough one.
1: They have so many names in that secondary. I thought we weren't even going to talk about it because – you still have to talk about the linebackers, DeMario Davis and Zach Vaughn and Pete Warner, like pretty good linebacker core. But then you go to the secondary and like uh, Paulson Adebo was a corner from college that I loved. Locked down guys on a bad team, lock down wide receiver one, no problem. And he's their third corner? Number two. He's their number two. It's still a problem. Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, they got playmakers back there, Marshawn Lattimore. So even if you get Christian Watson back, you get Marshawn Lattimore locking him down, mostly locking him down, outside of maybe a fly rod on the older guy. <laughs> is Lattimore even that old? I'm just making up his age. Like, he's 35 by now, right? No, I think he's just been good for that long. He's probably like 28. Uh, yeah, the secondary is a problem, so you need your full receiver core back. You need Aaron Jones back, independent of having – Bacher, Jenkins, you got to have weapons, you got to have options, and Love needs to continue to make the right plays. Because there's not going to be much there for the take, and he's got to be patient. He's 27. I knew it. I knew I was wrong the minute I said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I get for doing my research. (laughs) 27. He's just been great ever since he got in the league.
0: He is. So let's make some predictions. Saints and Packers. Well, well, well. I don't think it's going to be
2: pretty. And honestly, (laughs) I I think the Saints could run away with this one um, because of the firepower that they have. Um, I have the Saints winning 23 to 17. Um, I think Jordan Love struggles, um, but he's going to learn a lot in this game. I, I honestly think it's very impressive what Jordan Love has been able to pull off with what we have as weapons. I love how the national media is giving the Packers credit now for putting young weapons around Jordan Love. But if we had Aaron Rodgers on this team, we all know what the national media would be saying. What the hell are they doing wasting Aaron Rodgers' time?
1: No first-round picks.
2: Yeah, we are wasting Jordan Love's time with who we have around him currently. It's nice patchwork, and it might grow into something. But he's going to struggle in this game mightily. MVP, Kenny Clark. Hopefully he shows up. We need some pressure right up the middle. Derek Carr can't move. Go get him. Have yourself a day.
1: Eddie Clark. He's been playing well. Ryan, what do you think about this game?
0: The Packers, here's the part that I struggle with. The Packers are very good of having a poop-poop game and then coming back and it almost looks like LaFleur talks to Barry about like we should probably gonna be really aggressive. They have no running game. We're gonna see a lot of blitz packages. Let's do like I can see us having a different defense than we did last week. Like I can see a little fire under them being home and things change. And the fact that we don't have to deal with knock on wood much of a running game is a huge bonus. I think this is gonna be slant central. You're gonna get a lot of 10 yarder receptions, and that's what it is. I don't know. I, I don't think it's uh, it's going to be pretty. And you look at you look at the last two Saints games, sixteen to fifteen and twenty to seventeen. I think it's going to be right back there once again. I I think the Saints probably do it seventeen fourteen. It's just one of those things that if we had a healthy squad, again, I think that we have a chance. I really really worry about our offensive line. Just not being what they need to be. And whether it's love getting hit and his, you know, it deflects the ball, whatever the case may be. I think there's going to be some, some, uh, turnovers this game that are by no means the fault of decision making, but purely something had to happen and it did. Uh, I will say if we do need to get an MVP, I'm looking at Campbell. I think there's going to be a lot of things around the middle that he needs to either clean up. He there needs to get an interception or just to be that veteran on the defense that says, guys, we need to get it going again. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with a big boy right in the center uh, and see if we can't sneak one before heading to the Lions. Depressing. I hear you guys. Uh,
1: I came into this podcast saying the Saints are going to beat us. And then I said three things. To myself, and now out loud. Number one. The Saints have beaten the Titans. We all know they're trash except for Josh. And the Panthers. 2 oh, congrats. They are I'm trash. Not, they are I'm trash. not impressed. Scores were close. Trash teams, close games, not impressed. Number two. Every time the Packers lose, we come back onto this bad cat, podcast and go, oh, God. Just like when they win. They're never going to lose again. And when they lose, we're like, hmm, we got to rethink the season. I think they're going 6-11. I don't think this guy is falling. I think we're up by 12 in an away game against a respectable, questionable team. But the Saints have beaten respectable, questionable teams. Number three, and I'm so proud of myself right now for remembering all three points. It's a home game, and it's not just the third or the fourth home game of the year it's the home opener so you get that first touchdown the crowd is going to light up i don't want to work i just want to bang on the drums all day go go stadium's going to be electric it's going to be the difference maker you got Derek Carr, quarterback still guys like i said every pro every every throw is a wild card you don't know if it's going to be good for them or bad for them And there's going to be someone that makes a play. Their defense is good. Jordan Love needs to be patient. We need to have a couple of guys back that are healthy. The Saints are respectable. The defense is going to get a pick six that puts us over 20 points, unlike their opponents have been able to do, to win 24 to 23. And do you want to hear how wild this prediction is? The pick six is from Darnell Savage. Ooh, salty. Because I think both corners need to be focused on the task at hand with Olave and Michael Thomas. And Savage needs to get Carr sleeping on them. Please, please, just please do it. That would be the wildest prediction to ever come true on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I just like all those those three reasons stacked up. Uh I couldn't be a downer. I had to say we're going to come back. We're going to right our wrong. LaFleur is going to figure it out. We're going to find a way to win this thing in a close
0: game. And I hope you're right. Wouldn't it be fun? I will say it was a quite deflating game, but hearing that crowd on Sunday afternoon is gonna be is gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be fantastic.
1: Ah, and, and get your fix in on Saturday. There's a great round of games on Saturday. Oh yeah. Just, oh, yes. just in case Josh and Ryan are right. There's really good football on
0: Saturday <laughs> too. <laughs> But that will do it for this episode as we hope that we start off on the right foot at home. And until then, thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go.